0: Lesson two of the Elements of Herpetology and Ichthyology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Elements of Herpetology and Ichthyology by William Ruskenberger. Lesson two Order of Chelonians or Tortoises. Organization Division into Four Families. Land tortoises. Freshwater tortoises, river tortoises, sea tortoises, tortoise-shell, its use. Order of Chelonia Greek Tortoise Tortoises are recognized at first sight by the curious, defensive armor with which nature has provided them. A double shield envelops all parts of their body, except the head and neck, the forepaws and tail, which in general may be also concealed in this species of solid box. When studying the mammalia, we mention some animals that have the body protected by a sort of shell. The armadillo furnished an example, but that armor, formed only of agglutinated hair or by a particular modification of the epidermic layers of the skin, in no wise resembles the double shield of the tortoises. For the latter is composed of bones, which are widened and intimately united to each other. The carapax, or upper shell, is formed by the union of the ribs and dorsal vertebrae. The plastrum, or lower shell, is the sternum. Consequently, these organs are a portion of the skeleton which, instead of being lodged in the substance of the soft parts, has become superficial, and is only covered by a thin dry skin. The bony frame of tortoises, to present this unusual disposition, must be, of course, extremely modified. Still, we find in it the same pieces which compose the skeleton of the higher vertebrate animals, except that many of these pieces are changed in form and size. When we examine the carapax of a tortoise, we see that it is formed of a considerable number of bony plates, united to each by sutures and that eight of these plates occupy the middle line, on each side of which sixteen form a longitudinal row, and twenty-five or twenty-six surround the whole like an oval frame. It is then difficult to recognize the nature of these bones, but if we examine the carapax on its inferior surface, we at once see that the middle pieces are simply dependencies of the dorsal vertebrae. In fact, we find beneath it the body of each one of these bones of its ordinary form, as well as the vertebral canal for the lodgment of the spinal marrow. But the superior portion of the parietes of the ring, which constitutes this canal, instead of having, as is usual, the form of a transverse bony band, separated by a space from its fellows, and being surmounted by a spinous process, is here widened like a disc, and without any interruption is continuous with the analogous plates belonging to the vertebra which precedes and that which follows it each of these dorsal vertebrae in this way rendered immovable sustain a pair of ribs as in man and other vertebrata but these ribs are widened so as to touch each other throughout or nearly throughout their whole length and join each other by sutures the marginal pieces which articulate with the extremity of the ribs and in a degree surround the carapax evidently represent the sternal portion of these bones which in mammals remain always in a cartilaginous state but in birds they are completely ossified they also remain cartilaginous in some tortoises and many of them laterally support themselves by the edges of the sternal plastrum the sternum of tortoises presents an extraordinary development it extends from the base of the neck to the origin of the tail and covers the whole inferior surface of the body the pieces which enter into its composition are nine in number and instead of being placed in a row as in mammals with a singular exception they are arranged in pairs and soldered or articulated with each other so as to form a great oval plate sometimes this shield is entire and solid throughout its whole extent sometimes it is divided into three portions the anterior and posterior of which are slightly movable And other times it is hollowed in the centre like a frame, and it is fixed on each side to the carapax either by a broad bony prolongation or by cartilages, and it is through a sort of slit or opening left betwixt these two shields or shells in front and behind this articulation that the head, extremities, and tail are protruded. The carapax and plastrum are only covered by the ordinary skin of this animal, which is ordinarily scaly. No muscle is inserted into their surface, and consequently the muscles of the neck and extremities are attached to the interior of the trunk. The shoulder, instead of being sustained by the external parietes of the thorax, is lodged in the interior of this cavity, and the pelvis, so to speak, is contained in the cavity of the abdomen, and the marginal pieces of the carapax are advanced beyond the base of the neck and tail, so that these parts seem to project from the same cavities. The cervical vertebrae, far from being immovable as they are in the back, are so articulated with each other as to permit, in general, of extended movements similar to those of the neck of a bird. Their number is ordinarily eight, and their articular surfaces are alternately convex and concave, instead of being plain as in mammals. In some tortoises the neck is not retractile, in others it can be completely folded beneath the carapax either by bending downwards on itself or to one side the head of tortoises is small compared with the body and the cranium is small compared with the head generally it is flattened and widened posteriorly by large temporal fossae, which are ordinarily concealed beneath a bony arch the upper jaw is solidly fixed to the cranium and it is entirely immovable The square or tympanic bone which supports the lower jaw is articulated in the same manner to the adjoining bones and forms the larger part of the vicinity of the frame of the tympanum. The lower jaw is composed of a great number of bony pieces. There are six on each side. The bones of the shoulder articulate on one side with the vertebral column and with the sternum on the other side, so as to form a sort of ring betwixt the carapax and plastrum through which pass the esophagus and trachea. We here observe three branches, which often unite solidly with each other at an early age, in which converge and form, by their union, the articular cavity of the humerus. One of these bones, suspended to the vertebral column, is evidently the scapula. The second, which is directed backwards, is analogous to the coracoid bone of birds and the third, which descends to join the plastrum, is the representative of the clavicle, or at least the acromion process of the scapula with which this bone ordinarily articulates. The pelvis resembles the ring formed by the bones of the shoulder. The extremities are not very remarkable in the disposition of their bony frame. They are always short, sometimes they are truncated at the end, and at others flattened and elongated into a paddle and in all the fingers are only slightly movable, and in general they are not very distinct externally. The skin that covers the body of these animals sometimes preserves its softness and is not covered by scales, but in almost all of them it is furnished with a horny layer of very great consistence. These scales form large plates on the carapax and plastrum, the arrangement and aspect of which vary according to the species those which cover the carapax of a species of sea tortoise, are remarkably beautiful, and are employed in the arts under the name of tortoise-shell. The eyes of tortoises are protected by three lids like those of birds. The tympanum is large but ordinarily concealed beneath the skin, and the nostrils are pierced through the extremity of the muzzle. As we have already stated, these animals are unprovided with teeth and their jaws are furnished with a horny envelope with cutting edges like those of birds some live on marine plants and others on small animals as well as vegetables they require little nourishment and they have been known to pass months and even years without eating the elevator muscles of the jaw are very powerful and when a tortoise has seized hold of anything in the mouth it is almost impossible to get it away the tongue is more complicated in its structure than that of most reptiles it is thick and studded with filiform papillae the stomach does not seem to differ from the neighbouring parts of the digestive tube except that it is rather larger the intestine is of moderate length and has no cecum the liver is voluminous the lungs are very large and lodged in the same cavity with the other viscera the mechanism by which the air enters them is entirely different from that of other animals in which the thorax is dilatable the parietes of this cavity being immovable in most tortoises, the air is forced into these organs by the action of the mouth. The jaws being closed, the animal lowers the hyoid bone, which enlarges the cavity of the mouth, and the air having entered through the nostrils, the posterior nares are closed, and then raising the hyoid bone as if to swallow, the air thus enclosed is forced to descend through the trachea. Therefore, the animal breathes by a sort of deglutition tortoises lay eggs with a hard shell which they deposit in the sand or earth in some situation exposed to the sun to cause them to be hatched the males are generally smaller than the females and are ordinarily recognized by the plastrum which is slightly concave the duration of life in these animals is very great authentic instances are known of land tortoises that have lived a hundred and twenty years even two hundred years and some cases of a still greater age are related the habits of these animals vary and these differences which coincide with the modifications of their structure has caused them to be divided into four principal families their chief characters may be seen in the following table family of land tortoises having the feet large truncate at the end and formed for walking only and having the toes united in a common mass as far as the nails FAMILY OF POND TORTOISES, HAVING THE FEET FLATTENED AND PROVIDED WITH DISTINCT TOES, SIMPLY UNITED BY A PALMATE MEMBRANE, INCOMPLETE, carapax FURNISHED WITH SCALES. FAMILY OF RIVER TORTOISES, HAVING THE FEET FLATTENED AND PROVIDED WITH DISTINCT TOES, SIMPLY UNITED BY A PALMATE MEMBRANE, COMPLETE, carapax COVERED BY A SOFT SKIN. FAMILY OF SEA TORTOISES having the feet flattened in the form of large swimming paddles and not having the toes externally distinct land tortoises (testudo) have feet formed for walking only their legs are as it were truncate and their toes are short and united to the nails their number is five in front and four behind the carapax is very much vaulted, and they can draw the head tail and extremities completely within their shell they live in the woods or in places well furnished with herbage they never go into the water, but often inhabit its neighborhood. Most of them feed chiefly on vegetables and terrestrial mollusks. They make a kind of burrow, and in temperate climates pass the winter in a state of hibernation. Their eggs are generally spherical and furnished with a hard shell. The female deposits her eggs in a hole and seems to take no care of her young. The most common European species is the Greek tortoise, Testudo which is yellow spotted with black and about six inches long it inhabits greece italy france and the large islands of the mediterranean in italy and sicily this species is often eaten the family of pond tortoises or fresh-water tortoises emis much more numerous than the preceding forms a sort of connecting link between the land tortoises and those that are essentially aquatic it is composed of chelonians that commonly live in marshes and can swim But yet differ very little from the preceding in their organization. They are chiefly distinguished by the conformation of their paws. The toes, five in number, are distinct, movable, furnished with hooked nails, and united at their base by a palmate membrane of greater or less extent, but these characters are not always clearly marked. As in land tortoises, the carapax is, in general, entirely solid and oval in form, but instead of being elevated, it is more or less depressed. The neck is almost always longer than in the preceding, and presents remarkable variations in its conformation. In some it is cylindrical, and surrounded by a loose skin which permits it to be entirely drawn within, and in the middle part of the carapax, while in others, it is a little flattened and covered by a close cutaneous sheath which adheres to the muscles, so that it can only be folded laterally on the body. Almost all of them can conceal their paws between their shells, and like the preceding, they have but four nails on the hind feet. Their motions are not as slow as those of the land tortoises, and they swim with considerable facility. Their chief food consists of fluviatile mollusks, batrachians and analytes they are found on the margins of lakes marshes and rivulets in which the current is not rapid the genus of cistudes belongs to the division of fresh-water tortoises with a retractile neck it is distinguished by the sternum which is furnished with twelve plates and divided into two nearly equal parts both movable and by the short tail the european testud or mud tortoise testudo europeo has a depressed carapax, tolerably smooth, blackish with yellow points, and about six inches long. It inhabits stagnant waters, at the bottom of which it loves to keep buried in the mud. On the approach of the cold season it retires into holes to hibernate. It is found in the south of France, but it is particularly common in Greece and Italy. Its flesh is used as food, and it is reared for that purpose, with bread, young vegetables, etc. Some freshwater tortoises have the sternal plastrum divided into two flaps, which they can at will, by a movable articulation, close against the carapax when their head and extremities are drawn in, so as to enclose themselves in a box. This peculiarity has obtained for them the name of box tortoises. There are some freshwater tortoises, on the contrary, that cannot enclose themselves within the shell. Amongst these is the snapper, Testudo serpentina, which is readily distinguished by its long tail which is studded with sharp crests. It is found in the warm parts of the United States. The family of river tortoises, or soft-shelled tortoises, Trionikes, differ from all preceding in the conformation of their paws, which are designed for swimming, but are entirely unsuited for walking. The paws are very much depressed, and the toes, although very distinct, and more or less movable, are joined as far as the nails by broad, flexible membranes. The carapax is very much spread out and almost flat, unprovided with scales, covered only by a skin which is soft, and entirely cartilaginous throughout its border, which structure has obtained for them the name of soft-shelled tortoises. The neck is generally elongated and protractile. The nostrils are prolonged into a sort of little trunk. The jaws are trenchant and furnished with a fold of skin which resembles lips. The limbs are short, and supplied with only three toes. To these external characters are added other anatomical peculiarities. For example, the carapax has no marginal paces, and the sternum plastrum is not ossified in the middle. These animals are essentially aquatic, and inhabit the rivers and lakes of the warmest regions of the globe. They swim with great ease, and remain on land only at night. They are very voracious, and feed chiefly on reptiles and fishes the nile supports one species of these tortoises which is useful to egypt by devouring a great number of young crocodiles the moment they are hatched it is the tyrese Trionyx Egyptiacus, of zoologists another species which inhabits the rivers of south america is remarkable for its ferocity and for the delicacy of its flesh the family of sea tortoises turtle Chilonia, The tortoises that live in the sea differ from all others both in their conformation and habits. Their flattened paws, which are really paddles, are only suited for swimming, and their toes, which are closely pressed together and enveloped in the same membrane, are entirely immovable. Only the two first toes of each foot have nails, and these fall off at a certain time. In the anterior extremities, in place of being of nearly the same length as the posterior, are more than twice as long the carapax is arched and cordiform and near the edge of this shell the ribs are not widened and soldered together as in the preceding family the sternum is in the form of a frame open in the centre the nostrils are not prolonged into a trunk but are surmounted by a fleshy mass which acts like a valve enclosing these openings when the animal puts its head under water the edges of the beak are very trenchant and the upper mandible is hooked These tortoises feed principally on marine plants, and only leave the water in the laying season. They swim with great facility, and they are sometimes met several hundred leagues from land, floating on the surface of the sea. They appear to be able to sleep in this way, and they also dive very well. At the laying season they leave their habitual haunts, and resort to the shores of some desert island, to deposit their eggs in holes which they dig upon the beach. During the night the females leave the water for the purpose of laying. They drag themselves on the beach beyond the line of high tide, and with their interior extremities excavate a hole about two feet deep in which they deposit their eggs in regular ranges and cover them with sand, which they level off so carefully as to leave scarcely a trace of their labor. The operation is over. They return immediately to the sea. The number of eggs is very considerable sometimes as many as two hundred, and the laying is repeated two or three times a year. After exposure to the sun for fifteen or twenty days, they burst, and the young, which are not yet provided with shell, immediately make for the sea. Generally they find difficulty at first in plunging into it, and before reaching it they often become the prey of carnivorous birds, which seem to await the moment of their birth to feast upon them they have also to dread voracious fishes and crocodiles which assemble in the same places for the same purposes the most part of these which escape their numerous enemies acquire very considerable dimensions they have been known to measure fifteen feet in circumference and to weigh from five to six hundred pounds marine tortoises are found in all warm seas they abound about the West Indies, and particularly about a small archipelago near the main, known under the name of Tortugas. Among these tortoises, we distinguish the Chelonia, in which the Carapax is covered with horny plates or scales, and the Sphargis, which have only coriaceous skin. The most common species of the first of these genera are the green tortoise turtle, the carrot or hawksbill turtle, and the caunane only one species of Spargus is known the luth the green tortoise testudo viridis is recognized by the plates thirteen in number and not arranged like tiles that cover the disk of the carapax which is fond color with a number of brown spots glazed green it is found in the atlantic ocean and feeds chiefly on a plant known to botanists under the name of zostera marina It lays twice a year, about the months of May and June, and the total number of its eggs is about two hundred and fifty. Its length is sometimes from six to seven feet, and its weight from seven to eight hundred pounds. This species differs very little from other marine tortoises, frequenting the same places, and is found on the coasts of Africa and in the Asiatic seas. The flesh of all these Chelonians is very much esteemed. In England particularly it is very much sought, as a luxurious dish, and to supply the London market, vessels are dispatched to the Indian seas, and on certain coasts, parks have been established for the preservation of sea tortoises. The fat of these animals, although of a greenish hue, which may be at first unpleasant, has a very delicate taste, and their eggs are equally esteemed. The Kuaean, Testudo Coretta, as in the green tortoise, The carapax is covered by plates simply placed together, but the number of these scales on the disc is fifteen instead of thirteen. The head is also larger, and its color is brown or deep chestnut. It inhabits the Mediterranean as well as the Atlantic Ocean. It does not attain the same size as the preceding. Its length is about four feet, and its weight from three to four hundred pounds. It is very voracious. Its food consists chiefly of mollusks, and its flesh is not good its fat is burned for light. The Hawksbill turtle, the carrot, Testudo imbricata, is the most interesting species of this genus, because it furnishes the tortoise-shell. It is readily distinguished by the arrangement of the horny plates of its carapax, which, in place of being simply joined together, are extended backwards, one over the other, like the tiles or shingles of a roof. We count fifteen on the disc. The color is yellowish marble with a deep brown. The jaws are strong, elongated, and curved towards the extremity, but without teeth on the edges. The extremities or fins, like those of the Cayuane, are provided with two nails, while in the green tortoise there is but one. Its size scarcely exceeds one-third of that of the last name Chelonian. It feeds chiefly on marine plants, but also eats crustacea, mollusca, and small fishes. It is met in the Indian Ocean as well as in the American Seas, and in the laying season resorts to the same localities as the preceding species. At the Tutugas, for example, it arrives in June and lays a second time in August. The total number of its eggs is about two hundred. They are said to be good food, but the flesh of this tortoise is bad, and it is only on account of its shell that it is sought the scale or shell which covers the carapax of the hawk'sbill is a substance which is extremely analogous to horn but which is neither fibrous nor lamellar like it it is as transparent its hardness is greater and it is capable of receiving and preserving the most beautiful polish and it is very much esteemed in the manufacture of toys etc each one of these tortoises furnishes on average from three to four pounds of these large scales and to detach them it is only necessary to expose the carapax before burning coals it is brought to market without any other preparation and is known as rough tortoise shell which is afterwards manufactured in the same manner as horn by softening it by the action of hot water and afterwards pressing it can be spread out soldered or moulded into any required shape what is termed run, or cast-shell, is obtained by agglutinating, by a similar process, the scrapings and powder detached from the ordinary shell, in fashioning, or giving it, the desired dimensions. The marine tortoises, designated under the name of sphargis, have no covering composed of horny plates, but one of a coriaceous skin similar to leather. Only one species is known, the Loth, which is found in the Mediterranean, and the Atlantic. It attains seven or eight feet in length. End of Lesson 2